This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we bring in some of the NetApp A-team who are in town writing up the new NCIE certification for NetApp. Knowledge is power! Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi, Glenn Sizemore, and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp! Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi and I am a dancing fool. I've been dancing to the music today. It's, it's, a, it's a nice day. Um, on the phone with me today is Glenn Sizemore. Uh, I didn't give you an adjective. Hmm, let me think of a good adjective. Um, the, the consequential Glenn Sizemore. I don't want to call Conse- you. Yeah, you're not inconsequential. Con- <laughs> you're the opposite I, of I being- think- I think I would have been more comfortable with being inconsequential than being consequential. Well, I guess, I mean, if I called you inconsequential, then, you know, that, that would be not so nice. So I'm trying to do the reverse, which probably isn't even a word. I don't care. I'm using it. Okay. Uh, as someone who, who, who believes that, it, that uh, irregardless is a word, I support this. You know, we live in a world of alternate facts as well as alternate words. So consequential <laughs> it is. All right, so uh, in the studio with us today, we actually kicked Glenn out of the studio. He's actually in the office today, but um, because we're so crowded in the studio, we made sure he sat at his desk in, in, in solitude there. Uh, we have lots of members of the A-team, the NetApp A-team here today. Uh, so we're going to go around the room and introduce those guys, and then later on we're going to talk about why they're in town, which is the development of the NCIE exams. So starting on my left here, Mr. Rory McBride. Hi, Rory. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Doing great. So, Rory, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and where you are from and how we can reach you on social media. Okay. Um, So, I'm over from Arrow in the UK. Uh, I'm a technical account manager over there, um, specializing in NetApp, and I have come over to help with this course, as you said. Um, And you can find out all about it on my Twitter account, at McBrideRory. All right. Um, On my right, I have the incomparable Scott Gelb. Hi, Scott. Hello, Justin. Um, talk closer to your mic there. I am uh, Scott Gelb, Solutions Architect with Enterprise Vision Technologies. And uh, we're here this week representing the A-Team. We're giving a shout-out to Sam and... Uh, yeah, Samantha Moulton. We are here for the Item Development Workshop for the NCIE uh, Data Protection Exam this week. So if we wanted to find you on Twitter, how would we find you? At uh, Scotty Gelb. Scotty Gelb. Also in the studio today is uh, Mr. Stephen Mario Cortez. Hello. Hi. So, uh, Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and where you are right now. Um, I am uh, the newest virtualization TME for NetApp. I started. What? Yeah, I know. Started about two weeks ago now. Uh, prior to that, I was a customer of NetApp for, gosh, uh, since 2001. So I've uh, been been doing it for a while, but uh, finally happy to to start working with the actual team. All right, and Mario, uh, I mean Steven. So yeah, I know that's going to be a, a confusing roller coaster. It's for a not while. confusing for me. I know you as Steven, <laughs> but I like to call you Mario because it bothers you. Um, <laughs> so how do we find you on social media? Uh, at Twitter with uh, MSC Productions. All right, MSC Productions. What is that? Well, it's. Uh, Are you a music producer? No, it was a, a started off a long time ago as an event coordinator. Uh, uh, and then you were a wedding planner, not so much for weddings, but yeah, 
If, uh, but the, the funeral planner. Funeral planner, yes. Bar and, and mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs and stuff, Bar yes. mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. <laughs> I, can, I, that's do where the, I do those. You do those. And that's where the MSC comes from, which is the, my, my full name, which is Mario Steven Cortez. Ah, okay. Which is throwing off all kinds of stuff. See, I always thought you were like this hip-hop mogul that was just like moonlighting as an IT guy. No. But now I know the truth. You're just a funeral planner. Funeral planner with uh, DJs in it. Right. Before we... Before <laughs> we <laughs> the best kind of funerals are funerals with music. Uh, uh, we've done our introductions. We've talked about who we are and who we represent. So let's talk a little bit about why we're here today. Uh, so, you know, like Rory said, he's in town to work on the exams that NAP does. So let's talk a little bit about what these exams are and how people can, can get a hold of them. Who would like to start off with that? Uh, I can start out. So uh, NetApp has a certification team, and uh, we're here as subject matter experts to help on the exam. And it's, uh, it's really good to know that, you know, NetApp puts a lot of resources and uh, time and, uh, you know, toward the certification process to make sure that, you know, people can go get certified and show to their companies and uh, in the field and professionally that they are qualified on NetApp. Um, so we are here today for the uh, NCIE, that's the professional certification. Uh, but I also have worked on the NCDA uh, exam and then the NCIE SAN exam. Okay. So let's talk about certifications in general. So what sort of benefits do I get out of being certified for NetApp or anything in, you know, in particular? So what do, what do I get out of that by getting a certification? Well, um, certification as a whole would uh, help hopefully progress your career. Um, it should show the uh, amount of effort that you've put into learning technology. Uh, it standardizes people across the board so you can say, hey, this person knows about, in our case today, data protection, or it could be they know about SAN, or they know about how to set up a switch, or VMware, or whatever. You know, there's, there's, there's so many out there. And I think people will like to promote those, or like to put those on their CV. I mean, NetApp recently launched um, the ability to put um, customized badges on your signature to show that you have these qualifications. And it hopefully makes you stand out and hopefully gets you either uh, a pay rise or at least gets you the kudos within your working environment. We're all looking for kudos. Nobody wants a pay raise. It can be the difference between getting a job or not, too, or, or the job you want at a certain company. Yeah, some companies actually won't even talk to you unless you have certain certifications. And if you do have certifications, they'll look at you first because they think that you're going to have more of the expertise they're looking for as opposed to you know someone who doesn't have them. If, if you don't have certifications in this market, you have to have actual applicable experience. It's really that simple. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's kind of, uh, just to add to that, um, that's where I come into the mix. I actually haven't had a certification in forever. I mean, but again, uh, just net, just talking about NetApp products since 2001, been, been, been working with them and VMware as well. So bringing that that uh, old school knowledge to the to the mix has helped me with my career. But um, I have seen the the by not having the certifications, doors have been closed. Yeah, and really, it's it's actually a faster road to getting to where you want to go. Because if you don't have certifications, you have to put in years, correct, of of experience with working with a product or a technology. Certification will at least get you into the door so you can display what you know. Now, having a certification doesn't guarantee you a job because you may get into that door and get asked interview questions and you have no idea, right? Maybe you didn't actually learn the material or maybe you forgot it over time, but it at least will get you the interview to begin with. Yeah. I think the other great thing with the 
the exams is that you, you normally have the certification only for two years. So it, it tries to keep you up to date with the changes that have happened within that technology. And two years in the IT industry is a long time. Yeah, it is. It is, actually. Uh, two years ago, what we were, if just NetApp, for example, we were running ONTAP, what, uh, eight something? Probably eight two. Eight two, eight three, and like it's leaps and bounds different now. So if you have a certification in ONTAP eight two, you are probably not going to be very good at ONTAP 9.2. Indeed. I mean, we, we're worrying about the fact that um, we're writing this exam for 9.1 uh, and standardizing on that, yet we're hoping to keep it for two years. Yet with the six months cadence of releases, where's that going to put us in two years' time? Yeah, so that talk, let's talk a little bit about that. How is that six-month cadence of ONTAP releases, you know, how is that affecting how you do your day-to-day -day with this exam and, and question uh, creation? It, it, it has uh, added some challenges. Um, we've had to make sure that you know we are consistent. That if it is a technology that 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 possibly is is new or is going to change or whatever, that we have called it out. Uh, but also you know, we want to make sure that we're not painting somebody into a corner, or so to speak, with a question. That it is it is actually testing their knowledge rather than um, the ability to to recall or look something up that that is applicable to that specific version. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to say, uh, you know, a few highlights on the testing process. And when people think certification, a lot of the time, it's, it's like many things, it's hard to please everybody. But it's important to realize what NetApp has done behind the scenes. And it's come a long way over the years. Uh, the first thing is there's a psychometrician attending and running the whole item development workshop. That person helps provide a legally defensible exam because you want to make sure that people can fairly pass in what we call the MAC or the minimally acceptable candidate. And what we do is we develop a blueprint and it's peer reviewed and uh, created by you know, all members of the team and we lock that down on the very first day, what the blueprint will be and where we're gonna focus on the sections. Uh, at that point, we then uh, have to have a set of references. There will be no question that doesn't have a reference behind it. So it's important to know that if you disagree with a question and challenge it, and, and we welcome that, by the way. But if you do, we do have the content where it came from, including the page number, chapter, and section. And, and there are some rare cases where we'll find conflicting information. And, you know, it's good to know that what we'll do is the team is very good about saying, you know what, we'll give you that one if you do find something contradicting. But uh, the point is to have a very fair exam. And we spent the last two days writing uh, many, many questions with all the sections uh, we've peer-reviewed them, and now we're at the point of rewriting some that we've uh, taken back through rejection and rewrite some, fix some, uh, write some new ones, and uh, then we're going to start reviewing them again and come up with the final exam forms and create the cut score. So let's back up a little bit. Can you tell me what a psychomagician is? <laughs> <laughs> the, the psychometrician. Oh, is psychometrician. A, what is that? <laughs> it's uh, someone who specializes, you know, in statistics uh, specific to these exams. This is they uh, do work for other companies also, and we won't give any of the info who these people are. But it's uh, yeah, we'll protect their identities. It, it's a very legal and standardized process, and uh, they talk about things like isomorphs, or that's a question that's like another question, or an enemy question or, you know, uh, for example, we don't want people guessing things. If there's three answers, we say pick three. We don't make you know there might be three. Uh, yeah. And we do one out of four, two out of four, and three out of five. We don't make you guess one out of five. So 
a lot of statistical process in here to make sure it's a fair exam. Yeah, psychometricians, isomorphs, very D&D feel to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many experience points do you get when you complete an NCIE? I don't know, but I've used all my good cards. <laughs> I, I actually find this, this, this conversation fascinating because it's one of those things, you know, working in the IT industry that, that people always joke about, you know, that, that IT tests have not always been the best tests in the world. You know, there was a long period of time when, when, when you could – they were basically worthless, you know, but 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 you had to do them nevertheless. But but it's 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 actually very informative to hear how this entire process has matured. Yeah, it's actually a science behind it. You know, yeah. one other thing about it is so let's talk about who the subject matter matter experts are without giving all the names. And NetApp has reached out to us. We're subject matter experts from the community, from distribution, from tech marketing, from resellers. Uh, there's also uh, people from NetApp support and tech marketing, product marketing, and uh, from all different places within NetApp, including NetApp University, the people who write the, the content for the exams, um, for the training that you know can also be integrated in the exam for some continuity. And it's, it's important to know that we're drawing from all these different resources to create the exam. And that's where the peer review really comes into its own, when we come in with all those different opinions, understanding what might be... Um, acceptable and what is actually supported, I suppose, is, is, you know, the areas we're trying to define as well to make sure people aren't going, well, you could kind of do it that way. So we need to make sure there's no gray um, answers, that it's all kind of black and white. Steven, did you have anything, or Mario, sorry, sorry, I, I got that wrong the first time. Mario, did you have anything you wanted to add? <laughs> uh, yes, um, <laughs> the, uh, um, the peer review has been uh, actually a, a, a pretty cool process for me. Um, when writing my questions, the um, I, I wrote them as a as a customer, what a customer would do, how I would do it in in, in my environments, and then you, the when the rest of the guys come in and, and and look at what you were writing, I'm like, oh wait, it's not really done that way. Yes, it could be done that way, but it's not officially supported or it's not the black and white version of how it's done. So I was like, all right, so it's actually been a real real cool learning learning experience. Yeah, it's interesting when you come in from the other side where, you know, you think you were doing things the way you should have been doing them, but in reality you were just doing them the best way you could. Yes. And then you realize that, wow, that there are better ways to do that, and maybe I didn't know certain aspects that I should have known. I, d I had that experience when I came in to NetApp as a support engineer. I was like a Windows administrator, and I come in thinking I knew Windows, but I, all I knew is how to right-click and create users. <laughs> Right. I mean, in, more or less. I come in here and I learn who the real Windows experts are, the guys who came from Microsoft support and the ones who really knew it in and out. And that's that's something that you strive to when you get here because you're like, oh, I want to learn the right way to do things. And for the record, we had um, Justin on speed dial when we were doing all the GX 10 to 8 upgrades and um, yeah. the exorcisms, as we called it. <laughs> Justin was the good old uh, days. always there with the, the F policy and yeah. the F file security version. Yeah, I was, I was there to help out Scotty. On the, uh, on the DLs. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the certifications themselves. What sort of things can you get at NetApp as a storage engineer uh, for certifications? Well, it's a um, tiered approach, as you can imagine, as a lot of companies do. Um, there's assessments and certifications. I think we should probably differentiate between those. So an assessment is something that you could sit at your desk today. You would probably run through a, a web-based training, and at the end of that, there's maybe 10 or 40 questions that you have to walk through. Um, it's open book. So to start off in a NetApp um, reseller or partner, uh, you would do your NASP, which is your NetApp Accredited Sales Professional, or the NATSP, which is the NetApp Accredited 
technical sales professional. Uh, and those kind of are your start for 10, let's get you on the road to understanding the NetApp technology. For the post sales, we try to get people whenever they've got about six months experience to start looking at their NCDA. And uh, after that, and then once they've got that, they can either specialize in one of two NCIE exams, uh, which are we're here today to look at one of them. And for those listening too, um, these tests are offered at Pearson View worldwide, and they are also are available at the Insight Conference, and I believe they get two free uh, vouchers for that. So uh, this is a shout out for everyone, you know, come see the A-team there when we're there, but also come see NetApp certification at university because you get the free exams. Uh, yeah, nice. And uh, a, a couple other things on the exam process, we, we, we talked about, you know, how do we make a fair exam? We don't ask distractors that are incorrect, meaning if there's, you know, there's a snap restore command, for example, but there's not a snap backup command. So you won't see us use snap backup as a distractor because we want to make sure that we're not trying to have trick questions. And that's something else that's just good to know when you take the exam. If you're familiar uh, with the technology, uh, you don't have to rule out what's incorrect on it. Yeah, and I mean, it's really kind of a marketing term too, right? I mean, the snap pieces are more we, we drive as a marketing message as opposed to what is actually technically functional. So throwing something in there like snap backup, it does kind of muddy the waters a bit because you're like, well, I know they do snap, right? <laughs> Which snap is it? So it's good that you guys are really putting taking that into account when you're doing that. I'll absolutely back that up. Uh, I, one of my favorite things to do, uh, my, Andrew and I always try to sit a test at Insight. Uh, it's, it's something that we've done at conferences for a very long time because typically conferences will give you an opportunity to test um, and, and it, either at a discounted rate or free. And when NetApp gives us a couple of free ones, I try to always take a couple of them just to see what, just to test my own knowledge, right? I work with NetApp every single day. Let me sit the CCIE. Can I pass it? I don't know. Let's find out, right? Um, and, and, I, and, and I will absolutely agree that, that trick questions are not something that, that I see on our tests. And, and NetApp takes it very seriously. And, and again, we, we should have given a shout out here. We'll give one to Greg Hyman, who runs the certification. And Back to the investment, you know, hiring the consultants who know how to do the statistics. They have flown us all in here, um, Rari from England in the UK, and uh, cover our hotel for the week and, you know, put us up. And we dedicate the time to do this. But NetApp makes the investment with their own employees and uh, make sure that they have a valid and, and fair exam that represents NetApp. Yeah, it's good to get a, a nice sprinkling of customers and, you know, field guys as well as internal employees to kind of vet this exam because that really does touch on who actually takes it. You know, speaking of certifications, it just occurred to me, we should probably talk about flex groups. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> you, you read my mind. And so I, tell me about this flex group. We can't discuss the questions we wrote, but uh, Rari and I each uh, decided to write a question related to flex groups with the DP exam, and you'll have to take the exam and read the TR on it. Yeah, what TR is that, Scott? Is it four, five, five, seven? Seven. Four, five, seven, one also for the best practices. <laughs> no, we didn't follow those. I mean, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> so no, I mean, that's, that's half the problem as well when you're writing a question. You come up with a great idea, but then you've actually got to find a reference to back it up. You know the answer, you know you're correct, but then you have to spend 20 minutes, half an hour, trying to find a way that's legally going to back that question up. If only you knew someone... In the organization that covers Flex Group, if only. Where's Sully when you need him? I know, where's Sully? <laughs> we do also have uh, the concept of enemy questions. That's where 
I'll say, hey, Snap Protect does this. And then the next question says, well, what does this? And the answer is Snap Protect. So we identify oh, the we so identify the answers those. in the previous question. Yeah. So and you, we've all seen that on exams, yeah. but we we take you know part of having these experts on tests here is that we find those and we either change them or put them on a different exam form. Oh, that's good because I used to hate that because it felt like if I get it wrong, I'm either getting too wrong right now or I'm getting too right if I get it right. True. So. Yeah, I won't mention the um, the actual vendor, but they do have an adaptive exam that uh, if you do get questions wrong, it does start testing you to make sure, was that just a, a, a minor mistake where you clicked, oh. or do you not know the topic, and you can end up down a rat hole pretty quickly, which oh, is, that's again, something we don't want to do. That's not fair on the, on the candidate. But flex groups are adaptive, where they'll move your files between different constituent volumes on different <laughs> nodes, right, Justin? I, th I think. I don't know. You'll have to go to episode 46 where we cover flex groups. He's just looked that up. Uh, wait, wait. So hold on. It's not part of every episode. Are you sure about that, Justin? I, I thought it was just like a weekly thing we did now. Well, the way I see it, since we use Flex Group to balance our load across multiple nodes of a cluster, I use Flex Group to balance the topic across multiple podcasts. Well, <laughs> Mike, drop. Mike, drop. Done. Anyway. Yeah, you broke me. I'm done. You're good. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. All right, NetApp A-Team, uh, Rory McBride, Scott Gelb, and Mario Steven, or Steven Mario Cortez. Uh, thank you all for joining us today. If we wanted to get in touch with you again, what are your Twitter handles, Rory? McBride underscore Rory. Uh, Scott? Scotty Gelb. And Steven? MSC Productions. All right, MSC Productions. For funerals and bar mitzvahs. For, <laughs> for funerals and bar mitzvahs, contact and Mario. And for brisses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, cut. <laughs> no, that's staying in there. <laughs> Mickey Katz actually had Interesting you used the word cut. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast.netapp.com or send us a tweet at netapp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team and the NetApp A-Team, which you can follow on Twitter at NetApp A-Team. Thanks for listening. Hey, they're all taking selfies. You guys are lame. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, very similar to how we doctor desktop, Chris Gephardt, regardless oh, yeah. if he likes it or not. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, Mario, you are a hip-hop mogul, whether you like it or not. You are. You are now MC Cortez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, we got to think of nicknames for Scotty and Rory. I won't go to my university nickname. No. Keep that for all. Find me an insight to find out more. Oh. NetApp Net Whisperer.